Welcome to Easton Ivy Podcast. Join our host, Nicole Canole, realtor and CEO of Easton Ivy Homes, as she discusses our local DMV real estate market and shares advice for your largest investment. Welcome back, listeners. I'm here with James. How do I say your last name, James? Slowakowski. Slowakowski, owner of Quick Drains, located in Stafford, Virginia. James has nearly 20 years of experience in the drain cleaning and plumbing field. In 2020, he decided to start Quick Drains and now makes his priority to provide high-quality workmanship, exceed his customers' expectations, and create positive community relationships. Thank you for joining us today, James. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. So um, just so you guys know, we decided to change up the podcast format a little bit this year where we are going to be talking with local people who are able to help us with our home needs um, and caring because being a homeowner is a little bit different than being a renter because you have to have these relationships with great people in the community. So um, with that in mind, James, tell us a little bit about your family, location, etc. Okay. Yeah. Well, I started uh, plumbing about 19 years ago. Started when I was 21 years old. And stuck with it with uh, one company for uh, quite a long time until about a year ago. I started my own company. I have a wife. We've been together for 20 years. We've been married for 15 years. So she's been in the plumbing business with you yeah, the entire time. She has. Yeah, she's been very supportive. I ha- we have two sons. They're 13 and 10. And uh, we have a lot of fun together right here in uh, Woodbridge and Stafford. Uh, my location for the business is Stafford, Virginia. But we work all over Northern Virginia. Uh, Primarily, our work is in Woodbridge down to Fredericksburg. So if I call you and say, man, can you just, like, I have something in Alexandria, would you be able to go up there and help? I can do that. Perfect. Okay. But no Maryland, do you see any of that? No, yeah. Gotcha. It's a little little far. A little far. far. Completely understand. Um, So tell us a little bit how you got into the plumbing business. Being in trades these days is, you know, it's a a skill that a lot of people just don't seem to go into. Yeah. When I was uh, in high school, every summer I would do construction work with my stepdad. And uh, so when I finished high school, I just started doing construction work full time. And uh, I had some friends and one of my friends was a plumber. And so he introduced me to plumbing. I started doing plumbing uh, a month after I turned 21 and uh, I enjoyed it. I liked the customer service. I like working with my hands. I like repairing things, the interaction with customers. Uh, there's some nice freedom in the day driving around and uh, that's how I got into it. So what made you decide to go off and start your own business? You know, working for somebody is so significantly different than mm-hmm. being an entrepreneur and doing this on your own. You know, I worked for one company for over 17 years Mm -hmm. and it was a great company i learned so much there the first 14 years i was a plumbing technician i got my master plumbing license and uh, i really felt like the next step for me was to get into management so i got into management for the last three years i was with that company there were so many challenges uh great character building years you know managing people working with uh, everyone else's personalities learning how to handle situations uh, difficult situations it was really a challenging time but very necessary and that prepared me for uh, the next step in my career which ended up being starting my own company mm-hmm. uh, i can remember the 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 time where um it was a sunday afternoon and uh, I was on my phone dealing with work issues, and uh, I was a little stressed out. It was a little frustrating, but I just had this thought that I need to start my own company. Wow. And it was kind of like uh, like a weight was lifted off me. I felt really good about that, and uh, I decided, yeah, I'm going to start a company, and um, it took me about 
four months from that that initial thought to the time that I put in my resignation with the company that I was with, started the journey for actually starting a plumbing business. And in 2020, that's was was that before during COVID or what? Yes. So that that thought was in February of 2020, and I believe COVID started around there, maybe March or something yeah. like that. And, uh, but I'm very fortunate. I was with one company for a long time. It really prepared me to, uh, to understand the business, to learn how to manage the business and, uh, financially as well, because I had constant income for Mm -hmm. almost 18 years. Right. I mean, whenever you work for, I'm assuming it was a larger company. It was, it's the largest company in North America. Wow. Plumbing company. So then your name recognition alone, like the struggle of getting clients, not struggle, but like whenever you're a small business is very different than the lead flow coming from, um, being a massive corporation. So that's That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what services do you offer? So we do, um, residential and commercial plumbing, train cleaning and gas service. Um, so just some examples, I mean, just regular stuff in the house, right? I mean, everybody has, uh, in this area, a lot of people have like four bathrooms, you know, uh, a kitchen, some houses have kitchens in the basement. So plumbing is a big part of every day, uh, for everybody. And, uh, we provide, um, water heater repairs and replacements, uh, faucet repairs and replacements, garbage disposal, services uh when you when you have uh, slow drains or clogged drains uh, we'll snake those out we have video cameras to inspect underground drain pipes we can locate broken pipes underground where they are on the property how deep it is and we can uh, bring out excavators and excavate dig them up and repair them Uh, broken water mains from uh, the county meter to the house uh, if you have a water leak we could locate that, excavate it, and repair it or replace the entire line. Uh, we do gas repairs as well. I think that's one of the things that people don't quite, like, wrap their head around. Is like if you have a gas leak or if you have some kind of, like, any kind of gas, you still call a plumber for it instead of the gas company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the gas company is a good place to start. Um, you know, they, they'll come out and they'll do their own uh, diagnosis to see where the leak is, but they don't typically make repairs inside the home. Mm-hmm. But the, a lot of times, you know, if you're if you're worried about it, obviously a gas smell in the house, they'll come out pretty quick and uh, they'll shut the gas off to the house. So if I was getting a gas, like if I went to Lowe's and I got a new gas stove and I needed to have it installed, would I call you? Yep. You awesome. can give me a call. Uh, yesterday I installed a gas cooktop for a customer. Cool. Uh, they're replacing their cooktop. And, uh, you know, you can install them for natural gas or LP gas. What? I don't, what's, an, what's LP gas? So uh, a lot of houses that are um, in rural areas, they don't have uh, gas lines coming through the neighborhoods. Uh-huh. And so they'll typically have like a propane, propane tank. tank. Yeah. Yep. I just so bought propane. a house down in Stafford on three and a half acres. It's literally in the woods. And so yeah. everything is contained to the property. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have, there. do you have a propane tank? I do. It's underground. Yep. yep. So if you bought a new stove or a cooktop, it might be um, set up for natural gas. Mm. So you have to confirm convert it to LP so that it will work with your system. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Well, what tips do you have? Because obviously you're doing a little bit more than just um, snaking people's Mm -hmm. drains and such. So what tips do you have for our listeners um, on how to properly maintain the plumbing in their home? Yes. So some some, uh, plumbing tips uh, for maintenance. I would say, you know, a lot of people may not feel comfortable doing their own plumbing. You know, there's a lot of risk there with uh, causing uh, property damage with water. But some simple uh, tips, tips are maybe replacing flappers on toilets. 
Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, we get calls where people have high water bills. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, it's like, we, where did it come from? Yeah, uh-huh. we we you know people will call and they'll say our water bill is three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars. Oh yeah, and their flappers are leaking. And it's just like uh, leaving a faucet on all the time. They're just constantly running. Mm. And uh, so replacing flappers is pretty simple. Uh, the flappers themselves are inexpensive, and you can pick them up anywhere. Something else that we come across is uh, water damage leaking through, uh, you know, where the, the bathtub and the wall around the bathtub connect, mm-hmm. and there's caulking there. Mm-hmm. And uh, over time, that will kind of deteriorate and break open. And uh, water could seep through there and cause damage to the ceiling below oh, yeah. and stuff like that. And just sold a house in Dumfries that this was a problem. We look, we're sitting in the living room and we look up and we're like, this is basically new construction. And I'm like, what is going on up there? Yeah. And it's just because they they actually didn't caulk the shower pan. Yeah. And so it had started. It was about a year and a half that it took for it to get to the point that it was. But yeah. It was yeah. Shower pans and uh, the bathtub. So if you notice that uh, there's no caulking or if it's if it's cracked. Uh, a simple solution would be to get some caulking and kind of fill it in. Mm-hmm. Another thing that is probably uh, a nuisance is uh, slow drains. You know, everybody uses their bathroom sinks very mm-hmm. often or their bathtubs or showers. Mm-hmm. And um, they have the stopper mm-hmm. in the sinks. And a lot of times you'll get hair and build up on those stoppers. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you turn the faucet on to use it, it kind of starts filling up in the sink pool. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, a simple way to to address that is just removing the stopper. Uh, you could watch a YouTube video. You know, it's pretty easy, I'm pretty straightforward. I literally have this problem at my house right now on yeah. the right side. <laughs> like, you see all this hair? Yeah. Lord. <laughs> it's, it's really annoying when you have to deal with it, you know. Uh-huh. But, um, do you use Drano or, like, is that something bad for the pipes? Like yeah. A- so I've been doing this so long, and drain cleaning is really my specialty. And uh, people use Drano or Liquid Plumber. Those those are chemicals. So I've seen them actually put holes in people's stainless steel kitchen sinks. I am not surprised about this at all. Yeah. Because my dad, used, whenever I was a kid, he's like, if you mix Drano with aluminum, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. boom. Yep. Yeah, okay. So uh, I, I never recommend Drano or Liquid Plumber, any chemicals, because really it doesn't work. Uh, mm-hmm. Every customer that uses it that it's I talk to, it's temporary. Do you hear that, listeners? It's yeah. a temporary fix. You have to call him. Yeah, and him it's a temporary back. fix. It Typically, people say, yeah, I've used Drano, and then a couple months later, I have to use more Drano mm-hmm. and because uh, it's not really eliminating the, the uh, buildup in there or okay. the hair blockage. So it's not actually eating away whatever is in the... The, the drain. Yeah. It kind of breaks it down some, and then it works for a while, mm-hmm. but it doesn't clear the blockage. Oh. So... Removing the stopper and cleaning that out, it's pretty simple. I'd say, you know, a lot of homeowners can do that. The shower drain, mm-hmm. it, it might have a couple of screws that hold the drain cover, or some of them just pop up. You mm-hmm. can just kind of lift it out of there, and there might just be a lot of hair stuck right there. Gotcha. And you can just kind of get that out. Get it out right there. If you have, a like, a shop vac, even you can vacuum that out some. Huh. It's simple maintenance tips that I've never, I've never even thought about that. Well, I have a specific question about maintenance. So whenever it's, you know, people are like, winterize your pipes, winterize your pipes. Why is that important? And is like, what is that possibility of the house actually breaking? Yeah. Yeah, So winterizing. Okay. So there's a couple, couple different um, ideas there behind that. If you, if you like uh, only live in your house in the summer here and then in the winter, maybe you go down South or something like that, Mm -hmm. then, uh, you would want to shut the water off to the house. Typically, that's like in the basement. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, then drain all the water lines. And, and the way to do that is just opening faucets. So you can open the faucets upstairs. You can open the faucets on the main level. You open the faucets on the, the in the basement. Mm-hmm. And all the water lines will drain out. Wow. Okay. And then and then while you're gone, you don't have to worry about uh, your pipes freezing and bursting. Mm-hmm. And when they burst, now it's like leaving a faucet on behind a wall, and it just floods. So uh, one time I've seen that someone went on vacation. Yeah. And uh, a pipe burst in their ceiling above oh the kitchen. Oh my god! Devastation. And I showed up and uh, there was like two inches of water across the entire. It was a Rambler house oh. across the entire house. The kitchen ceiling and walls fell down. Something you could do if you go on vacation is just shut the the main water shutoff valve to the house. But you have to bleed it in order. Well, to... you don't you don't have to bleed it or drain it out at that point. If you mm-hmm. just shut it off, I mean, you could drain it out. Or if you just leave it like that, if it if a line burst, it's only going to leak what's in the system. So, like, if you don't want to drain it all out, you don't have to. But you right. could. But it will. But, but it could theoretically burst. Like even it if could. you don't if have. Yeah. Okay. It doesn't even have to be uh, cold weather mm-hmm. that causes it to burst. So uh, sometimes supply lines to toilets mm-hmm. or to faucets they might break. Mm. And it's the same thing. It's like turning on a faucet and just right. letting it run. Water. Water will destroy your house and so fast. Oh, yeah. It's like water is one of my favorite things of the entire oh, world. Yeah. But it also it. Is... The other thing for winter months, if you are living in your house, mm-hmm. is uh, winterizing your hose bibs. Ah, yeah. yeah. I actually had one bust in my garage two years ago, and I didn't know about it because I had a piece of plywood leaning, like, leaning against the thing, and then a couple... Mm-hmm. A couple of months later, I pulled back the plywood because I was cleaning my garage, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, there was mold all the way up my Ooh, yeah. wall. I was yeah. so devastated. Yeah, so uh, for the hose spigots, typically, there's a shutoff valve for the, the front hose bib, the rear hose bib, and a lot of times, they're uh, down by the water heater, mm-hmm. and most of the time, they're labeled as well. So you can close those valves there and then open up the hose bibs, let any water drain out. And uh, you can pick up a um, an insulation cap mm-hmm. from Lowe's or Home Depot. They're like around $10. Those are those little gray things that just like have yeah. a bunch of cord that stick on it. Exactly, yeah. Melts. They're okay. so easy. So you just put that on the outside where the hose spigot is. Mm-hmm. You just put it on there, and it just helps to keep some of the cold weather off of it. Got it. Yeah. Is that where the the water, like that's the main concern area of the spigots, not necessarily the pipes yeah. themselves? Well, the pipes too, but a lot of times... Um, the pipe from the hose spigot going into the house through the foundation wall there, mm-hmm. um, that freezes and then it will split in half, oh. and then that's when it gets you get the water damage. Got it. Yes. Well, now that we're on a roll of asking you a million questions about these these sure. plumbing things that I've always wondered about, polybutylene mm-hmm. is a big thing in like around this area, specifically yeah. Dale City, because of the the time that these houses were built. Yeah. So, question: How bad is polybutylene? What is bad about polybutylene? Yeah. And how much would it cost to have the things repaired in order to bring it up to code? Yeah. Not code, but like yeah, yeah, know. to replace it. Yeah, to replace them. Yeah. So, uh, polybutylene basically uh, there was a recall against it. And a lot of homes, like you said, they, they still have polybutylene. And what happens is uh, they could just get like pinholes or they could just crack um, pretty easily and cause water damage. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of times what happens is people that live in houses with polybutylene, instead of repairing it, you know, after two or three or four or five times of repairing it and then repairing the drywall and then painting, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just like, you know what, let's just replace all this, mm-hmm. you know. You know, it varies. The price varies depending on how big the house is, right. you know, how many bathrooms and all that. But so a price a, range? Yeah, just a price range. A price range, I would say, with the material, you know, the new the new material and the labor, it's kind of a wide range, but I would say uh, five to 10000 See, that's not that bad. You know, I think yeah. whenever people think about pipe replacement, they're like, it's going to cost $50,000. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah, but... It's really a good investment because uh, you don't have to worry about your water lines breaking and right. causing damage. And if you're not home, even if you're just at work for the day and it breaks and mm-hmm. st- starts causing damage, I mean, that's thousands of dollars to, yeah. to address that. That's wild. Yeah. And, so, and but polybutylene is not the only concern, like lead pipes, things like that. There's the best, is the best yeah. pipe PVC at this point? Well, for drain lines, mostly you're going to have PVC. Mm-hmm. And then water lines... Uh, there's a few different different pipes out there. A lot of houses will have PEX. That's a plastic water line, or CPVC. It's also plastic. Houses don't really have uh, copper as much. New construction doesn't have copper that much anymore. But those are all good water lines. Yeah. Well, clearly you're extremely knowledgeable about yeah. everything in your career field. So let's get back to just asking about sure. you know the company. So. Tell me a little bit more about your company um, and what you guys have given back to the community. When I started the company, it was really important to me to uh, give back to the community. I didn't want to just be a plumber uh, and just looked at as a plumber just making repairs. I wanted to be looked at as a part of the community. And so from the beginning, I knew I wanted to to give back. That was important. I didn't just want to be a taker. I wanted to be a giver. So uh, a few things that we do is uh, we donate monthly to a few organizations, two organizations in Stafford County, and we just set up automatic uh, donations that way so we don't have to mess with it and don't forget about it. Something I think is a form of giving back is just providing excellent customer service. Absolutely. Uh, You know, there's a lot of customers or a lot of, a lot of people when they call a plumber, they're not, they don't know what to expect. What kind of prices, what kind of service is the guy going to show up? And yeah. so it's is he going to rip me off? Is he yeah. like, is he honest? Is he yeah. just trying to make a buck? Yeah. So it's important to us to, uh, we usually give like a two hour window to show up in a day, which I think is pretty narrow. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're typically in that window. If not, we'll give you an update. Uh, Communication is important. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we're honest, integrity, uh, professional, protect your property. We clean up after ourselves. And I think that's all uh, a form of uh, just professionalism and good customer service. But something that uh, we did at the end of the year, our first year in business, is pretty excited. The end of last year, is we came up with a Christmas food drive. Oh. Yeah. So we partnered with a, a company called Serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, like a Stafford Emergency Relief. Yeah, we relief actually company. we did something with them last year around the holiday season. Yep. And. Um, what we did is uh, we just put kind of some ads out on Facebook yeah, and more just shared information there. And uh, we asked for any donations and uh, we told we would match uh, money as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, we ended up donating to serve uh, between the money that was donated and money that we donated, uh, like $10,525, wow. which is pretty exciting for yeah. our first year in business. It we felt good about is. that. And uh, that was used to help people out for Christmas, uh, right, you know, locally here. Mm-hmm. And they uh, serve would give out uh, gift cards and stuff to people for Christmas to help them out. Yeah. I, you know, that might be my favorite thing I've heard about you today. Yeah. Yeah. Just giving back to the community. Oh, that's yeah. a huge part It's of awesome. Our, 
huge platform of our business as well. Yeah. Uh, my dad was an entrepreneur. He owned a mobile home moving company. Yeah. Uh, and so that was a big thing for him was being able to give back and it hurt his profitability because he was always willing to help somebody <laughs> instead of taking yeah. a dollar. But it's, uh, well, it's, it's something that uh, we're going to do every year. And, uh, and I hope as the company grows that we can uh, to give and be more charitable yeah. every year, awesome. more and more. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love that about you guys, and you wouldn't think that about a plumbing company necessarily, yeah. but thank you for what you do for your community. So how can people get in contact with you? What's your email, your website, social media handles? Yeah, so um, right now, you know, there's a few easy ways. You can call or text. You can go to our website. What uh, is your website? So website is Uh Call, text, website. Uh, people send me messages on Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Google. Um, and they just look up quick drains on the Facebook? Yeah. Perfect. Or, well, most of the time it's recommendations, right? Gotcha. So someone's, uh, you know, they need a plumber, they'll post it on Facebook. People that have done work for will mm-hmm. share my information, and then they'll contact me That's that way. That's the best way? Word about and, uh And Google is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, something that I'm proud about uh, is uh, we have, my wife set up my Google account in March last year. And uh, I'm not like the tech guy. Right. Know? Well, thank God so, you got a good wife, honey. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> she helps me out so much. But she set that up in March, and uh, to date we have 202 Google, Google reviews wow. with, uh, with a five-star rating. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Just And you guys have only been in business for two years, like two solid years, right? No. I, well, it's been 13 months. Wow. Yeah. That is impressive. Yeah. That is a testament to your customer service yeah. there. That's wow. important to us. Um, but you know, when people Google, uh, Stafford plumber, yeah, plumber near me in Stafford, guy. uh, we pop up and, uh, they'll give us a call. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, with that being said, I only have one final question for you. Yeah. And that's if you were to give advice to an, either a budding plumber or a budding entrepreneur yeah. or both, what would that yeah, be? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I'll give you two. One is I'm, I'm a Christian business owner. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like God is leading you to, to do something, then be obedient. Yeah. That's very important. Uh, the second thing that I think is really important is uh, having your finances in order. Absolutely. If you can eliminate personal debt, maybe everything other than your your mortgage, um, and then save you know six months or a year of income or more, then when you start a business, you're going to be better off uh, financially. Um, it's going to be less stressful. When when I started the plumbing business, and I'm sure most businesses, you don't have a paycheck. Right. And you don't know really how you're going to get customers mm-hmm. or how long it's going to take. So for me, that was important that uh, I didn't have to stress out about income or paychecks. And uh, it gave me, uh, it kept stress down so you don't have to be anxious about things or right. put pressure on yourself when you're with a customer that, man, I need to sell this yeah. job and make this repair. So uh, I think that's very important way to start a business. You are yeah. an incredible human. Yeah. <laughs> I promise <laughs> you. you. Like this has been such a great conversation. Yeah. That's a wonderful piece of advice. Um, probably one of the best pieces of advice I've heard yeah. for people who are starting out. And that, all, that also translates into the real estate industry. Any business, mm-hmm. um, get your house in order first before you get out here because you don't want to hurt your integrity yeah. based on your financial situation. Yeah, I think it's a good way to set your, yourself up for success. Absolutely. 
Well, James, thank you so much for taking your time to be here today. Um, for the, and you guys aren't in the room with me, so you can't feel this, but James has incredible energy and he is just, he's such a light. So do give him a call. I'm sure that you will not be disappointed in the service that he provides. So have a great day, guys. We'll see you real soon. Bye. Thank you. Easton Ivy is a team of full-time realtors and investment advisors working with buyers, sellers, and investors in Northern Virginia, D.C., and Maryland's capital region. If you have any questions regarding buying, selling, or anything you heard on today's episode, please reach out. You can call us at 571-308-2902 or find us on Instagram at East underscore and underscore Ivy or on Facebook. Just search East and Ivy.